welcome to Sapphic Survival Guide, where we're queer to answer your questions. My name is Cheyenne. I'm Gina. And I'm Sev. And today we're going to be talking about non-monogamy. Um, one of the first questions we actually got was, what's the difference between non-monogamy and polyamory? So I thought that would be a good opportunity for us to kind of talk about the definition of non-monogamy and talk about our own experiences with it. And it's like, just like monogamy is being with one person, whether that's sexually, romantically, sexually and romantically, because not, yeah. not everyone like engages in both things. Right. Um, and then non-monogamy is having different partners that can meet your needs for different things um or right. like being open to that and not necessarily actively having those partners at the, like multiple partners at the same time and then my understanding of polyamory is and it's like when you're in a relationship with someone like sexually and or romantically and you're also pursuing other relationships together or separately like I, I don't think you I have think to it be... doesn't necessarily mean you're pursuing you could just be open to it. I think it just means mm -hmm. you have the ability to have multiple partners. Yes. Depending on the situation. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, there's an overlap where you could be non-monogamous and poly, mm -hmm. but I'm non-monogamous, but I'm not poly. Yeah. So there's kind of a different spectrum and open relationships kind of fall under this umbrella. How, too. how do you define the not poly part for you? Um, for my girlfriend and I were not interested in having another partner besides each other mm -hmm. in a romantic way. That doesn't mean that we may not, we may or may not have other sexual partners mm -hmm. and we're very open when it comes to flirtation and commentary and, but it's not, we're not open to new relationships, mm -hmm. you know, in our lives. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, I have the Google definition different. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. According to polyphilia.blog, polyamory specifically refers to multiple loving relationships, whereas ethical non-monogamy, obviously we're talking about the right. ethical kind, not the right. unethical kind. Yeah, very um, important. We don't, we don't that's an important distinction. Yeah, uh, I don't. I feel like we shouldn't have to make the distinction of ethical. Yeah. Like it should just be non-monogamy, and then uh, if it's not ethical, it's if, you need, like, yeah, if you need, yeah, you needed the distinction here. Me, it is. If someone yeah. came up to me and said, "Yeah, I'm unethically non-monogamous," yeah, I'd be no like, one's doing "What?" That. Yeah. So yeah, but <laughs> ethical non-monogamy is any arrangement where people have multiple consensual romantic sexual and or intimate connections so polyamory mm, is specific it's like that whole a square is not a circle or a square is not right, a yeah. circle rectangle. a square is not a rectangle but a rectangle right. is a square type thing I think it's and the, that I can think you fall just said that the other way around I'm sorry I have to correct you <laughs> it's shapes it's... are shapes man yeah okay <laughs> a square is a rectangle, but a rectangle is not a square. Was that it? See, yes. I don't even, yes. my brain doesn't okay. even, no, that, that's but it. so like polyamory specifically refers to multiple loving, loving relationships, wherein like ethical non-monogamy is kind of more of the umbrella. Like, we were, right. Perfect. You know, so um, I don't know if you want this in. to be shared out there. I don't know how comfortable you're with it, Gina, but how did you and your girlfriend decide to not be monogamous in that sense, but also not polyamorous in like pursuing the romantic yeah. relationship sense like but how did you come to this consensus in your relationship yeah so the night that we met actually like in person for the first time she had said like I'm not 
interested in having a fully monogamous relationship. And I mm-hmm. asked, what is, so what does that mean? What does that look like to you? And what she described worked for me at the time. I was like, okay, cool. And I was also at that time hooking up with somebody who was poly. Mm-hmm. And so it almost feel, it felt normal because it wasn't like I wasn't used to it. And I, as we, as time progressed and we like, you know, fell in love and whatever, I think we continued to just have those conversations of like, is this still okay? What does this look like? So it's a continuous conversation, but she was the one who brought it to me from the get go. And I don't know that I would have suggested it just based off of living in a, like a, a monogamous normative. What's the, what's the word I'm trying to say? Not heteronormative, but I mean, it is. It like, almost falls it kind of that. falls into yeah. a little bit like, like that part of the nuclear normative family. in general. Yeah. Right? I was, I don't know that because I come from that, I don't know that I would have thought that I could have like suggested it. I don't know that it would have been something I suggested, but I found that there's a lot of things that I really like the pressure being off of in this relationship that like other ex, you know, my exes would have been pissed at me for even just somebody that like, I used to think was cute messaging me and me flirting back. I can Mm -hmm. go to my girlfriend and be like, Oh my God, look. And it's not a fight. It's like, haha, great. And then like the day continues. Whereas with like the mistake, he would have been like, you're fucking them behind my back. You know, like, just little things like yeah. that. So it's actually, no, I'm just a really Libra. Nice. <laughs> I am. Uh, Wait, so, so this is your first non-monogamous relationship then, right? It's my first one that I actually am calling her, my girlfriend and we're like in a serious relationship. Okay. I've had kind of like open casual relationships where we were, I don't know, we weren't very serious, but it was, so mm-hmm. it was non-monogamous in a way, but it was pretty yeah. also non-committal. Yeah. <laughs> so Super, yeah. like you were like together, but like not, so you could kind of do what right. you wanted. Yeah. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. I've had two non-monogamous relationships myself. I wouldn't necessarily say that I'm inherently non-monogamous. I'm kind of like go with the not go with the flow because I don't I feel like you were not I was gonna say you are there was a reason yeah I yeah yeah, when it's certain circumstances but like with yeah the right person I would prefer monogamy but like my most recent relationship we were non-monogamous because we were long distance and just like a lot of other reasons and then (laughs) in the past I was non-monogamous and polyamorous uh because I was with a man and wanted to leave him and was kind of manipulated into staying which I don't blame him we were both young but I like knew I was a lesbian so I was like I'll stay but I want to also date women he didn't really have any interest in dating other people so I dated other people and actually had a boyfriend and a girlfriend at one one point I believe that's called like a there's a name for it it's like a v it's like a, not a triad because they weren't with each other. They never like did anything with each other, but they were both dating me. So we'd all like hang out and stuff. But I think that's called like oh, a V oh. triad or a V or a hinge or something like that. I've yeah. heard a couple different terms, but I'm not like well-versed. Like a, yeah, um, I don't remember. I, I would have known back in the day. Yeah. For, or like like family table poly or yeah. kitchen table or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of different we're terms. We're monogamish. <laughs> yeah. I feel like when I'm single, it could go either way depending on circumstance, but like, it's not my preference just because in the past, like, especially with that first relationship that I did it in, I didn't really have to worry about like jealousy or anything because he wasn't dating other people. So Mm -hmm. I was able to just like do what I want to do and, you know, not have to actually process anything. And then in the more recent relationship, I wasn't as emotionally invested like as I am with my current partner. So like, obviously there'd be a lot more to like navigate 
emotionally. Yeah. Um, and I think yeah. also for me, I feel like I'd be more open to being, I've never been in a non-monogamous relationship, but I'd be more open to it if it were a long distance thing because of mm-hmm. you like to be close to people and like just be able to touch people and be, I'm a mm-hmm. flirt too naturally so yeah. I think um part of what makes me more comfortable with that is like it's not like I'm going out on the town and seeing people that they're like actively with yeah you know so I see shielding you from the realities like I a little bit shielding me from the realities but also just making it so that it's not like awkward like 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 do you if somebody came to you that you were dating do you think you would be open to being non-monogamous just in general if, if it fit an okay circumstance or do you think that you're monogamous it would definitely be circumstantial for me because I don't think I could I think I'm very monogamous in that I command people's attention a lot of the time but I don't know I think it would depend on the person and it would depend on how good our communication is and the terms of it and everything so yeah mm-hmm. right perhaps I think a lot of people are a little cynical about relationships that are non-monogamous but to be fair <laughs> so many monogamous relationships end up in cheating that like maybe you shouldn't be one of our our next question is actually how likely is it that it's going to work out or last the question is especially in your first polyamorous relationship which I feel like yeah it's a learning process so maybe down the line on your second third fourth you maybe you know practice makes perfect Mm -hmm. you have a little more knowledge kind of thing but I think Mm -hmm. people just automatically think oh that's not going to work because they just think you know there's all these issues of jealousy and things that maybe are there for certain people but every relationship is different you just have to realize like we said it's super nuanced yeah every relationship and every person is different and I know that a lot of people that talk about it online are kind of like humans are not made to be monogamous and I'm like well some people (laughs) just want to be and some people don't want to be and yeah totally That's you can't say of, like we're meant to be monogamous or meant to be non-monogamous yeah it's exactly just like a spectrum of people who are more like fit for one or the other and people that aren't and it's just like right. across the spectrum and then it's like whoever you pair up with and if they're like willing to do the work of like learning how to have those relationships like like I said with my ex yeah. that I tried to do non-monogamy with I like went over like a list of like rules because I had researched all these different things you should talk Mm -hmm. about and she like didn't really have anything to bring to the table for that conversation then a few months later was like oh I thought that was an excuse for us to go get dinner together and I was like no I'm trying to like set good boundaries and like have good communication that you need to have to have a non-monogamous relationship it's like really important to set those or else like you're not you don't even know what you're doing boundaries and communication that's like our favorite word here, <laughs> yeah but yeah it's important <laughs> yeah another yep. question that we got was me and my girlfriend like to be with other people sometimes but only together what do you call this I think that's again like monogamish or like you could mm-hmm. say we're sort of open I think that's I that's kind of normal in a way I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of people a, a lot of hetero couples do that things together totally yeah. I think scroll yeah, through absolutely. tinder as a woman like yeah it's, 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 it's like not even yeah. unicorn hunting you can't escape have, it like, the negative yeah. stigma attached I, I think it just like be respectful but yeah just like monogamish or yeah non-monogamous but like with the stipulation that we're only together I feel like it's and that could yeah. be fun from the other side if like I see some hot couple but I've tried like what a fun <laughs> fantasy to go up and be like hey you two yeah both of yeah. you okay another question we got is can you be non-monogamous and still only love one person what do you think Gina 
Absolutely. There's a whole umbrella of this. And so Mm -hmm. like, you know, that's where I'm certainly at. And I think that's kind of where my girlfriend night's level of non-monogamy is like, we're not interested Mm -hmm. in falling in love with other people right now, but we also don't want to hold each other back from just fun life experiences and adventures and things. And that doesn't mean that we don't love each other. If anything, I think it means more because I'm like, I don't, mm-hmm. I want you to experience everything out of life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. And that makes sense. <laughs> I, I like that. So with that, you can still only love one person, but someone said, what if my partner ends up loving someone else more? And I think what they're meaning is if this isn't like a, not in the situation that you and your girlfriend are in that you're I feel like that could it could end up in that situation. I, it could like, happen you know that way if you meet well, someone. Well, Cheyenne, when you had a boyfriend and a girlfriend, were you like leaning towards the girlfriend or um sexually, yes. Romance like in the loving oh, them yeah, way. The it was kind of like, yeah, it was like the history. We lived together, but also yeah, like, I think. It's different with women. And it was a very short-term mm-hmm. thing. If it had gone on yeah. longer, possibly I could have began to love that person more because, you know, I am a lesbian. Uh, so <laughs> I, I do think yeah. it can happen. Um, yeah. And if that does end up happening, if that's, you know, a problem for you, if you feel like you're not getting your need, needs met, then obviously that's like an issue that you have to like navigate or like end the relationship it's okay to like love someone in different ways but if they're actively making you feel like you're nothing now because someone else is in the picture that's probably not a healthy Mm non-monogamous relationship um but there are like things that you can do to kind of work through that or like part ways and that's not like if you do want an open relationship or non-monogamous relationship and that's what's holding you back you can't let that hold you back because people can like fall in love with someone else more in a monogamous relationship too that's not like yes the thing that's yeah. gonna like that door can that's be not gonna open that door yeah yeah if they, that happens gonna happen regardless I was gonna of- say I, I'm a strong believer in like fate and whatever's meant to happen is gonna happen and it's gonna help you grow so if that happens yeah it sucks but you're still getting a life experience and you're understanding yourself in a deeper way and I wouldn't count it as like a loss or like a horrible and from factor from what I've heard a lot of people who are non-monogamous uh like it ends up making them love their partner more and not necessarily like less like it's like wow they like what Gina said they give me the freedom to have all of these different experiences Experiences, blah 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 like it like does it's like a connection thing. And I've heard, I've read a lot about people feeling like sexier because, you know, like my partner went out and hooked up with this hot person and like, then they come home to me and I feel hot. Cause like by association or like they see their partner is sexier because they're like getting to hook mm-hmm. up with people. And like, yeah, I know personally when I was with my ex-boyfriend and we were open, our sex life actually got better (laughs) mostly because I like could think about women during sex but uh, (laughs) it actually did get better after I think like sleeping for my girlfriend and I our trust is super strong because it's like Mm -hmm. not only I know you're not gonna lie to me like what would you have to lie about because we have no reason to hide anything yeah I'm very aware that if anything happens, you're going to tell me about it. And Mm -hmm. so like that level of trust for me has never been higher than in the relationship that I have. That's not monogamous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that for you. Um, How do you and your girlfriend navigate jealousy? Because that was another question we got is how do you navigate jealousy? Well, I mean, this question was when one partner is polyamorous and one isn't, but I think that 
all advice for navigating jealousy would be applicable to that situation. It would definitely go into. Yeah. I feel like with jealousy, you really have to go introspective and think like, why am I jealous? Like, what am I afraid is going to happen? Are you afraid Mm -hmm. that they like that person more than you, that they're going to leave you? Like, that's really what it is because like, that doesn't mean I don't ever get jealous or everyone, like every once in a while, something will like make Mm -hmm. me be like, Oh, should I be worried about this? But then if I think about it, I'm like, well, why am I worried? Because of something that literally doesn't exist most of the time. And that's just a fear of them leaving you and, or liking someone more. And if you Mm -hmm. really trust your partner and know where you're at, then you won't have those things. Again, that doesn't mean jealousy isn't going to come up, but like that trust is really important to have the petty things not be a, a, you know, an issue. I agree. Yeah. And like what I said before, I think if your partner stops talking to you, it's not to stop spending time with you uh, because someone else is in the picture or, you know, they're not as affectionate or not wanting to have sex with you because they're getting those needs met elsewhere. Then yeah, it's normal to be jealous, but you have to have that conversation with them. Like, Hey, my needs aren't getting met in X, Y, and Z ways. And how can we fix this? I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's where a lot of jealousy from what I've read and experienced and seen, um, that's where it crops up is like your needs stop getting met when someone else comes in the picture or you're fearful that your needs will stop getting met. And that's why you have to just like, like what we always say is communicate, communicate your needs, mm-hmm. communicate the issues. And you know, exactly. they have to actually work to fix those issues. And if they don't, yeah. then they're probably not the person for you, non-monogamous or not. I think mm-hmm. a really important part of this question specifically too, when one partner is polyamorous and one isn't, that seems like a pretty big thing like that I'm reading there, it seems unlikely, I guess, that you would be able to have a successful relationship where one person is just poly doing whatever they want. And the other person is monogamous and doesn't like that. It seems like your values don't align. Yeah. I was going to say, and I think in this situation, especially using the word polyamory, uh, from what we learned earlier is that like polyamory is more of the one person dating and being romantically linked with multiple people, which if you got that much love to give, then great. But it does raise the question of like how worked through is that dynamic with your partner right. or partners? Like with, and- with my ex, they weren't polyamorous or non-monogamous at all. And I was, and you know, we didn't really That's have true. to navigate the jealousy because he was a Sagittarius man and didn't have any. Um, like he like really <laughs> literally did not care. It, and I he feel was like comfortable with your situation. At least. It was kind yeah. of, yeah, it was kind of problematic, I would say, because he wasn't comfortable with me uh, dating men. And it was like, Which a, is oh, women aren't like a threat to me, but like women exactly. were the threat to him, not other men. Yeah. So it is problematic. Um, but like, he didn't have any jealousy, which was nice. At least none that he expressed to me. Expressed, Maybe he did yeah. have some. Yeah. Sometimes you All just right, can't well, win. Anyways. So okay. the next question mm-hmm. that I like is how do you meet women who are also ethically non-monogamous or open to it? Um, knowing that you have a primary, which I'm assuming they mean like a primary person that they're in a relationship with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a lot of people who are poly and they have multiple relationships or even non of any kind. Yeah, they'll have their their person that's their kind of like number one, so to speak, that they call their primary partner. Yeah, that like, doesn't mean that they might not have multiple, but that person is like 
their number one spot, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know there yeah. are a few different, I don't know if we want to plug these, but there are a few different dating apps. If you just like go in the app store and type in non-monogamy, they come up. One was hashtag open, one's the pure app. And then like, obviously you can make a profile on like <laughs> Tinder or whatever, but make sure, yeah. you know, I you see it all the time. Your partner yeah. or like say that you have a primary in the bio. Uh-huh. Um, there's yes. also hot hotties. There are different ways to like <laughs> meet people, but just like Subtle let them know up front who you are I think that's the thing is people aren't always upfront about it because they think it'll scare people off and so like exactly wait to the first date no no no. do it right yeah so the whole idea like people aren't upfront with it because they don't want to scare people away it's like why would you want to waste your time and theirs totally I I see it on tinder all the time they're always just like I'm non-monogamous or I'm poly and partnered, poly or, and partnered. You, know, you know, like there's a, but you know, say it however you want to say it, yeah. but it's in their bio. I can read it. I can see it. It doesn't usually deter me because I'm like, if there's a connection here, I think we can make it work. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I think- feel like a lot of people like hate seeing that. And like, it would be nice if, you know, more people were on whatever separate app that they want to use, but it's just like, they're just going to be on like the main apps that more people yeah, are and I don't that's how think it works. Being upfront with it in the bio, it's just like if you're not into it, swipe left. That's like my big life just motto. If it if it motto, work maybe for you, swipe left. If it doesn't work for you, swipe left. Like if you're yeah. not into no, it, yeah, unsubscribe. Yeah, but you have to be upfront about it. And you have to make sure people know what they're getting themselves into. And not to be like I was non-monogamous before it was cool, but like when I was doing it <laughs> six years ago, there were like no no one there was no one but last time I was on dating apps I felt like the majority of accounts that I saw were non-monogamous people and it's like like they're I feel like those people are more open to it if they also have a primary that they and they're pursuing exactly yeah 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 all right Joe. I think this is a good point to take a little break And we are back. So the next question is, why do people pretend to be polyamorous so they can keep their significant other who's actually polyamorous? It seems to happen so often. So this is referring to like a person in a relationship whose significant other is like, let's be open. And they're like, yeah. Yeah. The people, people they don't sometimes because they just yeah. don't want to lose the relationship, which is toxic and you're not being honest and that's not going to end well yeah. for either of you. And yeah. step one is being honest with yourself. And if your partner brings up that conversation, maybe if you're new to it, you're kind of iffy when they first bring it up, you have any reservations at all, just at least think about it before mm-hmm. just yeah. saying, yeah, I'm down just because you I feel like that doesn't always happen I feel like it's more so like the conversation keeps getting brought up and people I mean I'm sure there are situations where people just like yeah Yeah. but I'm sure people do get pressured and like another question we got that kind of goes with this is how do I tell my wife I want to open up the relationship when I know she doesn't have any interest and it's just like if they don't have any interest and that's something you need for this relationship to survive then maybe they're just not the one for you but I also Mm -hmm. from like another angle um I was monogamous with my ex for few years and I got to a point where I felt like I couldn't be what she needed sexually like I was not able to fulfill her needs and I would like encourage her to like go have sex with other people and she was like I don't want to have sex with anyone but you but I'd be like well I can't do this this often so it was something that we like had talked about it more than once but it was because I felt so I I guess it could be a matter of because I know before I had said 
Like, why would you be in a relationship with one person's poly, one person's mm-hmm. not? I guess that I didn't think about like the person who's not could be asexual mm-hmm. or have not as high of a libido as the other person. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think in this case, if that person doesn't have any interest, I think that's more of like different desires. And that's, that's a little different, but that I think it's a matter of like your values still have to line up at the end of the day. So even if you're going to try and talk to your wife, you need to recognize that like to have a successful relationship, you can't cross whatever boundaries she sets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And I, yeah. And if she doesn't have any interest ever, and that's something like I said, like what you, something you need, like maybe mm-hmm. it's just not the relationship for you. And, you know, you can love that person and want the best for them and acknowledge that the best might not be you and you might not be the right fit for each other. In that and you don't way. need yeah. to feel guilty if you're poly and like I feel like it's so easy to be like oh you're selfish because you just want to go like fuck around and whatever no I think that this is a legitimate thing it's been misunderstood I think for a while which is why you said you were you know non-monogamous before it was cool but it's (laughs) like it's not selfish it's a way of your it's the way you want to live and that's Mm -hmm. important it's like just as important as being like do we want to live on a farm or in a big city like you Mm -hmm. shouldn't convince one person to move into a town they're not comfortable with don't move into polyamoryville if the other person's not Mm -hmm. comfortable and I could see people like being like well you shouldn't have married this person then you shouldn't have made that commitment and it's like people can realize people grow when they change later down the line you can realize that you're gay down the line straight down the line like you could realize things about yourself you know, after some time has passed. Uh, but yeah. like I sent you both a TikTok today. I don't know if you've watched it or not. I didn't watch and it. It was a queer sex therapist, I believe, oh, or at least a I queer did watch therapist. <laughs> and she said a lot of people who are millennials and older mm-hmm. feel like they're late bloomers for so many reasons. You know, people we all said like, oh, we came out in our like 20s and we feel like late bloomers. But even some people don't realize they're not a monogamous till later. Mm-hmm. They may not realize what gender actually feels confirming for them until later. And that's just due to a lack of exposure in our early years. And so to your point, this education may have come later in somebody's life. And so if your relationship dynamic is no longer you know, what it once was as a result of you finding something out, I think it's okay to bring up those conversations and figure out what's the best way to then move forward. I agree. Mm-hmm. Agree. Yeah. And then the next one's kind of like a flip flop of this. Um, mm-hmm. Is it possible to be polyamorous if you don't like the idea of your partner being non monogamous? I uh, am hypoc- is this is this as hypocritical as it sounds? I think, I think it sounds a bit hypocritical. I don't know how we could take it in another way. Probably line. is they want a non-monogamy, but they don't want their partner to also be non-monogamy. Yeah, because if it was the well, other that sounds problematic you, a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. because why don't yeah. you like the idea of your partner being non-monogamous? Are you if open? You wanna be. Yeah, if you want to be non-monogamous, you're gonna have to understand that it's an equal balance that's Mm -hmm. what a relationship is it's sounding like the guy who said if I'm gonna go I'm gonna go out and fuck a bunch of people I'm coming back to my girlfriend that proves that I love her but if she even looks at another guy oh okay yeah yeah but it's sounding very possessive possessive yeah and not in a good way and like like I said if if you're polyamorous, what the hell would be the reason that they're not allowed to be doing this same thing that you're doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I don't All like right. it. Um, well, another question that we got, how do you communicate that you are poly and interested in somebody without it being weird? So if you're somebody who's already partnered or something and you, you're now interested in okay. someone else, how yeah. do you communicate to them? Oh, I'm po- well, actually, you don't even have to be partnered. You could just be poly, period. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. But they want to be upfront in the beginning and say, I'm Polly. How should they do that? Without it being weird. I mean, I guess like sliding into someone's DMs and be, and you know, you have pictures with the, the ways I could see it maybe going a little awry, like you're sliding into your DMs and then they go on your Instagram and it's all you and your girlfriend. And it's like, oh, wait a minute. But yeah. And I so, feel like that's when it becomes like, are they cheating? Oh, Do I need to talk to the significant other? Yeah. Like, there are definitely people into- who probably have that question about me though. Yeah. Like, yeah, they have, cause I'm always posting my girlfriend. So if yeah. I'm like flirting with somebody, they're probably like, what the fuck? This yeah. I feel like a good way to avoid that if it's like kind of a social media interaction is like, be open about being non-monogamous if you can like if it's not going to affect your job get yeah. your kids taken away affect your living situation anything like that like be open about it if you yeah. want to and um, maybe I feel like that's I the best put way. it like um well, like yeah. if, if it was a tinder bio that's one thing but i don't mm-hmm. want to put that in my like, like on actual Instagram bio or on Facebook. yeah like i that's because like i feel like i'm not trying to say like come hit on me or yeah something. yeah and i'm also thinking- very personal yeah. Uh, and I think, but I I'm think some people it, don't see it as personal or like, as mm-hmm. like that exactly. kind of thing. If you're comfortable it with it, bias. that's the route you could take. If you're uncomfortable with it, what I'm thinking is me being the person that I am probably just turn it into a little like goof when you are starting to talk to them. Well, like, my question with that is like, Gina, how would you react if someone was like, well, I want to talk to your partner and make sure you're not just like cheating on them. Like, would that feel like then a turnoff for you or like is that like a valid reaction to make sure that you're not just like being shady and being like oh yeah we're open but we're they're really not you know so a little while ago like last like a year ago maybe I like reconnected with this girl from my high school Mm -hmm. and we were kind of like flirting on Instagram and she made a joke to me we should meet up the next time you come home if you have a girlfriend, I promise I'll be good or something like that. Mm. So she opened up the door for me to be like, I do have a partner. However, we are in an open relationship and she is very aware of every text I've ever sent to you. Mm-hmm. And I like, literally yeah. said that. Yeah. Um, and so from there, I guess like she wasn't going to like ask for proof or anything. Yeah. But if I guess like if somebody really like did that, I would just go to my girlfriend and like take a selfie video and be like, hey, babe, are we in an open relationship or not? And when she's like awkwardly like, yeah, then I'd be like, okay, love you. I'm going to go flirt with this person on Instagram. Yeah. 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 Just I, the only reason I ask is because I've seen a little bit of this. And from what I've seen, to be fair, it has been mostly like message exchanges with like cishet men in quote unquote non-monogamous relationships. So they're actually cheating. I don't know that as many queer people do it, but I'm sure it does happen. That's why I asked. If I was going to be the one to bring it up, I would probably do that thing. And like, I don't, (laughs) I don't recommend doing this for most topics, but you Mm -hmm. know how like girls who want to talk about themselves will ask you a question that you want to be asked back. I think this is a situation where this actually works really well. So that's okay to be like, so are you monogamous? And that person's probably going to be like, yeah, are you? And then you can be like, no. (laughs) <laughs> yeah no I get that so I think that that's that's a good approach and maybe a jokey joke would be a good approach I don't know I it's it's a conversation that needs to be had and it's one that should I think as someone who is dating people I would want to have very quickly in yeah. the, the talking mm-hmm. phase like I said it's literally a part of consent I think like you need to let them know it's that a major yeah other people you involved. need to exactly and that goes with anything that goes with even if you're got if you guys are just sleeping around with other people 
not in relationships. You should still be letting your partners know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So another question that we got was how to deal with someone de-escalating your relationship because they found a new partner. I thought this would be a good question for Gina since you've casually dated people before and kind of been like, you've both been hooking up with other people. Has that ever happened to you where they like are like, okay, we're done now because I'm in a monogamous relationship with this person or, you know, this person's taking over my time. Um, when I first met my girlfriend, I was seeing this girl who was Polly and mm-hmm. she had what I guess would be considered a primary partner. And I knew that I was not the primary partner. And at one point her and said primary partner started to get a little more serious and she didn't really have as much time for me. And so that's when I started seeing my girlfriend and I didn't really, even though I was still talking with this other girl, we didn't really hook up after that because I was very into my, you know, the person I was falling in love with. Mm-hmm. So then this girl that I had been hooking up with came back and was kind of like, oh, I'm taking a step back from, you know, my primary partner. And I would like to start seeing more of you. And I was in a totally different place by then because I mm-hmm. was like, I actually don't want to see more of you mm-hmm. and I want to see more of someone else. And I, ha- I, it was a hard conversation because I had to just really honestly be like, that's actually not what I want. And it was also confusing because my part, like my girlfriend and I weren't monogamous and she was even kind of like, I'm not pushing me on it, but like questioning was like, but aren't you, aren't you all going to be open? And I'm like, yeah, but that doesn't mean I want to hook up with you all the time or ever again, really. And the problem with that was that she didn't necessarily respect the boundaries that I put in place in the de-escalation. Like Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't want to do anything romantic. We can still hang out. We can still do stuff. But then when we went and did stuff, she like wanted to hold hands and kiss. And I had already said no to those things. Mm -hmm. And so that was hard because she wasn't respecting the boundaries. But I, you know, I did the right thing in putting them up at least. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's one side of it. And then another part of this question to me is also like people who are in a long-term relationship and then their partner finds a new partner because they're open and then they start to deescalate that. Um, And I think, I don't know how we would even dive into that. Yeah. I don't, I feel like at that point you cope with it the same way you'd cope with like any breakup if you feel like someone's like yeah slow fading you or ghosting you or like well when that girl was like giving her primary partner weight like because when we first started like hooking up I did get a lot of attention probably because I was like new and exciting or whatever Mm -hmm. and then she started to slowly give more time back to her primary partner and I Mm -hmm. could feel it and I think she did at some point verbalize to me like I want to put more focus on this person Mm -hmm. and as much as I was like but I want to keep doing what we're doing right I, I don't know I guess I knew going in what the situation was and so I was just like okay well that just means I've got more time to fill to pursue which... other things or exactly people. Mm-hmm. yeah exactly yeah. it's a, just like a way of reframing it if you're not that primary partner like kind of lose quote-unquote losing the partner I mean it is like a loss in some way but exactly. I feel like it you is. just have to see it as like it's a avenue opening up that you can still enjoy what you have with that person, even if it's not what it was and still find other things and people to fill those roles that you're missing in your life. Like it's just obviously not meant to be with that person. It sucks, but the only way to deal with it is just, just like move through it and process and move on, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. 
Agreed. So our last question of the night is, why do I feel crazy for not thinking it's a big deal if my girlfriend sleeps with other people? Sometimes it's not. It's it's totally normal. I feel like it just comes back to what we were saying earlier that you feel crazy because society is it's like in this nuclear family heteronormative world where you have one partner, you have a wife, a husband and kids. And, you know, that's what you do. And anything that strays from the norm is crazy and weird. And Mm -hmm. so like, even if you're monogamous and queer, like it's seen as crazy by certain subsets. And then non-monogamy is also like seen as like a crazy weird thing to do by not only straight people, but also some queer people and just like society at large it like punishes you because it wants us to have those nuclear families because they're easier ways. And now I'm going to get into the whole, I'm going to rant, but basically it comes down to capitalism and not wanting us to be in community with each other. And so it wants to discourage people who easily, <laughs> thank you for snapping for me, Gina. Uh, but it wants to discourage people who can have those kind of relationships from having exactly. them because it puts less strain on the economy and then you know it It throws the whole system off yeah so they want us to like be more separated it's like one of the reasons why you're made to feel shitty for pursuing those kinds of relationships it's 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 you're not doing what's normal you're weird and it's fine like literally it's fine and it's fine if you're not poly or if you are monogamous that's also fine like mm-hmm. you do what's right for, you know for what feels right for you yeah like as long as it feels okay for you and as long as you're taking your partner's feelings into consideration and as long as you're having that open communication with everyone that you're talking to and as long as everyone's on the right page and you're being ethical about it it's good like it's you're good, it, you're good. yeah I agree um yeah yeah so that was a good one this is it this has been fun go ahead and you know do all the likey subscribey reviewy reviewy things on wherever you yeah whatever it is on wherever you listen to podcasts (laughs) we would love your feedback and your support yeah you can find us on all socials at at sapphic survival guide except for twitter where we are at sapphic survival we have a patreon where you get some fun bonus content you get to see our pretty little faces and we also Mm. just started a discord first 50 people on our discord server are going to get it absolutely free the rest of y'all are going to have to do it with a patreon subscription so go ahead and hop on that as soon as you can a lot of good stuff going on in there Hell yeah, we're super excited about it. And um, as always, DM us your questions, send them to our email, sapphicsurvivalguide at gmail.com. We are always recording new episodes and we're always posting question boxes and you can DM us at any time and all of the questions are anonymous. So send us your worst. Heck yeah. And if you want to, you know, follow any of us personally, we also accept questions on there. My Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok are all at lucky with two Y's Sev S E V. And you can go to my Instagram at Gina Finio, my TikTok at bisexual Gina, my website, ginafinio.com. And you can listen to um hello wherever you listen to podcasts for some great Jersey Shore content. And you can find me, Cheyenne, at Hot Mespian on pretty much any platform. And with that, class is now dismissed. Bye.